So the unwanting soul sees what's hidden, and the ever-wanting soul sees only what it wants. Lao Tzu Jennifer On any given day, I woke up and I baked cake. If I had to bake cake, I preferred not to bake in large batches. That's like batch raising kids, expecting them to think and behave exactly alike, or trying to swim across every lake in East Tennessee at precisely the same time. I preferred to focus on one cake. Each and every cake had its own personality. If you ignored a cake's personality, the cake would ignore you. It'll be a rude, boring cake. I avoided making rude cake. These days, I avoided making cake, period. But if I had to do it, I made great cake. Fun cake. Cake with big dreams. Difficult to ignore. Special cake. Are you finished with the Knoxville order yet? My mama bellowed from the other room. I hadn't heard her come in. Her tone was sharp and edged with panic, and that made me panic. And I swear on your Grandma Lily's fried chicken livers, if you're making one cake at a time again, I'm going to wring your neck. I squared my shoulders, swallowing the rush of nervous saliva in my mouth. Grandma Lily's fried chicken livers were no joke. Not only were they delicious and a closely guarded family recipe, like most of our infamous family recipes, they could also maim if thrown with enough force and diddly intent. Employing great care, I placed the last of the cakes, the cakes I'd just baked and decorated one at a time, into a bakery box. That's right. I'd baked one cake at a time. Did that mean I had to wake up at zero dark thirty and start baking? Yes, it did. Did I need to admit as much to my mama? No, I did not. Better to wake up at the butt crack of dawn than sell the good people of Barburn boring cakes. Consider the subtleness of the sea, how its most dreaded creatures glide underwater, unapparent for the most part, and treacherously hidden beneath the loveliest tents of azure. Herman Melville, Moby Dick, Cletus. How can a new transmission be so expensive? I don't got that much money to spend on a new transmission. Despite my best intentions, I was going to have to tell Deverin Stokes a falsehood. The transmission is only part of the bill. We'll give you a deal on the transmission, Mr. Stokes. See here, your muffler needs new bearings, and your tread fluid is running dangerously low. Not to mention the undercarriage spark plugs and crank chortle. Crank chortle was a new one. I just made it up on the spot. Bo was better at this than me, but he wasn't here. The Cretan. Devron sighed, blinking rapidly at the bill on the counter between us. His frown intensified. He shook his head. Well, all right. I mean, I guess the car does need a lot of work. I appreciate the deal on the transmission. I nodded somberly. I was good at somber nodding. It was probably my best, most well-received nod. People always felt comforted when I did it, so I employed it liberally. Mr. Stokes lifted his eyes. You're a good friend, Cletus. I nodded somberly again, but said nothing. Mr. Stokes wasn't my friend. Mr. Stokes wasn't a nice person. 
He hadn't paid his child support in six years, but always managed to stay well-stocked in whiskey, women, and cigarettes. However, even before I discovered this unsavory fact about Mr. Stokes, I hadn't liked the man. I don't like to judge people. I love it. Writing people completely off was liberating. First impressions were typically correct. My first impressions were always correct. This was because I employed a very scientific approach to forming impressions and was born with infallible logic. I allot ten minutes. If I didn't have ten minutes, I'd put off forming an impression until such a window of time was available. I never deviated from the ten-minute rule. I once put off forming an opinion about our new pastor for six months because I hadn't found the ten minutes required. 